How do you know if you have the right perspective about your life on any given day? You know, we live so close to our own life, we're inside the edges of it, and so we never see the whole at any one moment. Just the parts that are in focus from the point where we find ourselves in the now. And you can be certain of this, wherever you are right now, you don't have enough distance from the whole of your life to see it with real objectivity and clarity, to see it the way God does. You're listening to Divine Connections, a podcast about connecting divine truth and daily life. I'm your host, Kelly J. Grace, and today we're talking about gaining perspective, an eternal perspective, when the circumstances of life have us perplexed and full of questions that we can't answer. This is episode 26. Listen in. If you've lived very long, you've probably faced something that really kind of knocked the wind out of you. Something that shook you up and rocked your world in a bad way. (laughs) Maybe an injustice or a betrayal or some other event that made you question God's fairness or even his love for you. Well, where do you go to find an answer to questions like that? I go to the book that God wrote. And I remembered three people in the Bible who struggled with questions and were really basically bummed out by life events. Now, here's the thing. All three of them knew God. And that makes me feel so much better. Just knowing that I'm not the only person who knows God, but still has questions, that gives me a kind of strange comfort, so to speak. And I'm glad that God included them and the life lessons from their stories and their experience in his bestseller. Did you know, by the way, that the Bible is the best-selling book of all time? Guinness World Book of Records estimates that five billion, that's billion with a B, copies have been sold and distributed. I think that is wonderful that God's word has just such a broad exposure in the world. Would that everyone would know the truth that he shared with them. Okay, well, back to the three people who have something to teach us. Now, first up in this lesson today that we're going to talk about is a guy named Asaph. And he wrote some of the Psalms. Maybe you've seen that in them. Uh, He wrote in particular Psalm 73, which I've retitled, Whoa, I Almost Slipped. Now, you've heard the saying, comparison is a thief. Well, that saying could have originated with this psalm. And when we first meet Asaph, he's asking questions. He's asking hard questions like, why do bad people have nothing but good luck? That's Psalm 73, 5. And uh, let's see another of his. What's the use in being a godly person if we still have problems and grief? That's in verse 14. Well, you and I ask those same questions or things like those today. And Asaph, though, here's what he did. He took his plight to church. He went into the sanctuary to talk to God about this seemingly unfair situation. And this is where he gained perspective. The same is true for you and I. 
When he talked to God, he realized his focus had been on the here and the now. It had been short-term, not eternal. Micro, not macro. So that's the very first life lesson. When you look at your day and your life through the long lens of eternity, that's the first step toward really gaining perspective, especially if something's happened that's kind of got you spinning. It's got you a little out of control. You're not feeling like really like God's on the throne, and yet you know in your mind that he is. So you and I, though, it's not easy for us to gain that kind of perspective, and we certainly can't do it apart from God. We're, we're pretty well grounded in the here and now. We all have all kinds of expectations and presumptions about our life. Things like, well, living a long and healthy life or having kids who grow up and make us proud. Those are the things that we expect, the things that we presume will happen. Or how about this one? If you work hard, you'll be promoted. Or if you're a good spouse, you'll have a happy marriage. Well, those are all things that we care about deeply. They can affect, even determine our happiness in this life if we let them. But they don't have any influence at all on our eternity. Those are things that are tied to this life, to this earth. But God spends a lot of time trying to wean us from our dependence on those things for our happiness. He'd rather we discover that it's Him and Him alone that is central to our contentment. And Asaph begins to realize this, that he was actually, he says he was thinking like an animal. Okay, now that's unflattering, right? Nobody wants to think that about themselves. Let's avoid that at all costs. And you and I are spiritually alive in Christ. That means we can and we must live this life from a spiritual perspective. And when we forget that, we can become frustrated. We can get bitter. We can be totally miserable, really. So here is how Asaph describes his own experience with these things. He says, Then I realized that my heart was bitter, and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. Yet I still belong to you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Oh, I love that. You should underline that in your Bible. Whom have I in heaven but you? Now, that's the kind of question we should be asking ourselves. He goes on to say, I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail, my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. You know, that is just such a blessed truth for you and I to embrace, to rehearse over and over again, especially when something happens that kind of knocks us off center and we lose our bearings and we start our perspective gets skewed far away from the idea that God is on his throne 
And even though circumstances that I don't like have occurred, that doesn't mean that God is not still in control. God is on a constant mission to untether our hearts from this world and to entwine them with his own. He wants us all to get to the reality of Psalm 73:25 and I desire nothing on earth but you. You know it's the longing for the stuff of this world that drags us down, even the good stuff. It's that longing that makes us unhappy, unsatisfied, and eventually unholy if we pursue it long enough. Asaph decided he wanted God as his portion. And we'll never be fully satisfied in this life until we are satisfied with God. So here's the question that we need to answer when we're struggling. What am I desiring more than God? He's trying to lead us to a glorious destiny. That's a life-changing perspective. His best gift to us is himself. And when our soul gives up the longing for other things, it finds in him the only thing worth wanting. So I want to ask you to do something. I want to ask you to take some moments, to find some moments, carve them out of your day, some moments to reflect on what you've been seeking and striving for, and ask yourself the hard but important question, what am I desiring more than God? And then let it go and ask Him to be your heart's desire. I want you to listen to these few stanzas from the wonderful old hymn, Be Thou My Vision. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Thou my best thought, by day or by night, waking or sleeping, thy presence my light. Riches I heed not, nor vain empty praise. Thou mine inheritance, now and always. Thou and thou only first in my heart. High King of heaven, my treasure thou art. Father, help us to love and long for you alone. Let us honestly say, with Asaph, that we desire you more than anything on earth. And then give us the boldness to surrender all of our lesser longings and to seek you with a fresh depth of desire that truly honors your worthiness. For Lord, we confess there is none like you. Well, thank you for listening. It's so good to be back with you. Uh, just to fill you in, uh, I took a little break to help family a family member who's facing some really serious health challenges. And God's been gracious, and now we're resuming the weekly episodes with this new little short series on finding spiritual perspective when you're bummed out. 
<laughs> then we'll move on to a new series that I'm calling A Feminine Point of View. And I'm excited to share this with you. These are going to be very short little glimpses into the seven major relationships that make up our lives as women. And as I said, I'm excited to share that with you. I, I think you're going to find some insight that can really help you if you're struggling with any of those relationships. So I'm curious, are you listening to the podcast on Amazon or Audible? They reached out to me about adding it to their platforms, and I'm happy to welcome over 500 new listeners from all over the world. So thank you for tuning in. I myself don't have any Amazon products at home, or I'd be asking Alexa to play Divine Connections. <laughs> I'm an Apple girl, so I ask Siri to do it, and she gets it right in one every single time. Makes me feel like such a tech boss. Well, if you're new to the podcast, you can find me on Instagram at Kelly J. Grace, and there are lots of spiritual resources available for you on my website at kellyjgrace.com. So hit the follow button to be notified of new episodes. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, would you please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts? It really helps others to find us if you share a short review of something you found valuable. It would mean so much to me. So thanks. And next time, we'll explore Lessons from Elijah, which I'm calling What We Learn from a Prophet Who's Being a Drama King. I'll see you next time. <laughs>